is deceitful and beauty is vain, but a woman who fears the Lord is to be praised. Proverbs 31 30. So, we are on topic seven. Our topic is humility, and humility is included in every Christian virtue. So, all the virtues that we've been learning about have humility in them or tied to them at some way, in some way. Um, the book starts out by saying there's no list of Christian virtues that can be complete without humility. Um, so, it just kind of goes hand in hand with the other virtues that we've been talking about. And then in Philippians 2, verse 5, it says, Let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ. And then we follow our humble Savior when we humble ourselves. So to be more like him is to be more humble or to be humble in itself. He humbled himself to the point of death on the cross. And then if you have your book, I'm just on page 51. And it says in Philippians 2, verses 8 through 11 and being found in appearance as a man he humbled himself and became obedient to the point of death even the death of the cross therefore god has also therefore god also has highly exalted him and given him the name which is above every name that at the time of jesus every knee should bow of those in heaven and of those on earth and of those under the earth and of every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. And like I said, that was Philippians 2, 8 through 11. And then the book goes on to talk about having a humble mindset. And it says, Jesus came as a man laying down his privileges as the Son of God. So if you think about it, I mean, you know, he's a part of God, three in one. So he didn't have to come to the earth as a man, well, he had to, to be able to take our sins away, but all in all, he didn't, he came as a man, so he was just like us, and that has to be so humbling, I mean, you know, to be the God of everything, and then to humble yourself as a man, and come to the earth is crazy, um, so he humbled himself, and became a man, so he could die for his church, he obeyed God, even going to the shameful death on the cross for us. This is our model for humility. And then the book talks about in this little section that humility is hard. It's not something that's just going to, you know, boom, you're going to be humble. Um, it takes work. It's not our first human instinct is to be humble in every situation. And of course, pride is the enemy of humility. Um, Pride will keep you from being humble in a lot of situations. And then God is the author of humility. And then, let's see, Zephaniah 2, 3. It says, seek the Lord, all you make of the earth, who have upheld his justice. Seek righteous, seek humility. So it should be something that we're seeking after. And then it goes to say, humble is a verb. And the scripture for that, that it talks about is Luke 14, 11. And Luke 14, 11 says, For whoever exalts himself will be humbled, and he who humbles himself will be exalted. So it's better to be 
humble ourselves than to have to be humbled by God. Um, when we are humbled by someone else, it's humiliating. I'm sure we've all kind of been in those situations. Um, and, you know, the book talks about how we're not called to humble others. We're called to humble ourselves, <clears throat> to be in control of ourselves and to do our best to strive to be humble like our Savior. And then on page 53, it gives us four Bible verses that I'll read about being humble. Therefore, whoever humbles himself as a little child is the greatest of the kingdom of heaven. And that's Matthew 18, 4. In 1 Peter 5, the first part of verse 6 says, Therefore, humble yourselves under the mighty hand of God, that he may exalt you in due time. James 4, verse 10, Humble yourself in the sight of the Lord, and he will lift you up. And then in James 4, verse 6, or sorry, let's see. That might be Joshua 4, verse 6. But he gave, he gives more grace. Therefore, he, ha he says, God resists the proud, but he gives grace to the humble. And there is a tying connection to all of this. Because when, when I first started studying and reading, you know, about being humble, it is um, something that kind of feels heavy. And it's something that you're like, well, I can't do that. You know, I can't, I can't just make myself be humble in every situation. Well, that's kind of the point to lead you to that, to that, to that um, realization. And I'll tell you why in just a second. Um, so... It goes on to say, you know, humble's a verb, and we read Luke 14, 11, and then God loves the humble in spirit. To humble yourself is to get under God's feet. We acknowledge he is our God and that we're not, and that's the point I was going to get to. The rest of this kind of leads us to the point of when you humble yourself, you have to realize you're exactly right. It's not something I can do, and it's not something that I will ever be able to have complete control of because to humble yourself is to put your trust completely in God. And that's kind of the direction that will go for the rest of it. Um, <clears throat> it talks about under this little section to confess your sins and thank him for his, for his forgiveness, submit to his authority over you. That's a big one. You know, it's kind of hard to understand um, you know, God's sovereignty, obviously, that's a huge thing that's hard to understand, but we must understand at least that God has control over us. Um, you know, that's something that our human nature is like, no, I'm in charge. But if we were in charge, then I'm pretty sure everything would be going differently because we think we have our plan set out, you know, and we want this, this, and this to happen. And I can pretty much assure y'all 95, probably 99% of the time, our plans aren't what really happens. So God ultimately knows best. Um, so we do need to submit to, to his authority over us. And then this is humility before God. Um, and then it talks about 
you know, obviously it's not something that's easy or that comes natural to be humble. And it says, God blesses the humble. And it gives three scriptures for that. In Psalms 25, 9, the humble he guides to justice and the humble he teaches his way. But if y'all notice in all these verses, it's talking about how he is going to lift you up or he is going to lead your way. Um, Proverbs 22, 4, by humility and the fear of the Lord are riches and honor and life. And then in Psalms 147, verse 6, the Lord lifts up the humble. He casts the wicked down to the ground. So all of these verses are leading us to God and how he is going to do it. And then <clears throat> it says, if we want to experience God's blessings, we, <clears throat> we must be a humble people. He will guide us and teach us. He will bless us with life, honor, and riches. He will lift us up. The humble are in the position, a lowly position, to receive great from their loving God. So we're not sitting here saying, well, I did it all, or I take credit for it, or I'm in charge, or submitting to God, realizing that he's in charge, and giving him the trust that is sometimes hard to give him. And then it says, how are we to be humble towards others? Because, you know, so far it's kind of been talking about humbleness for ourselves. But how are we to be humble towards others? And in Romans 12, verse 16, says, Be of the same mind towards one another. Do not set your minds of high things, but associate with the humble. Do not be wise in your own opinion. Y'all know women have opinions. <laughs> so um, it talks about by having humility, it's willing to get along with others. Um, you know, sometimes it's not always rushing and only <clears throat> giving your point of view or thinking that your answer is the only right one. Um, cause that's kind of what I struggle with, especially with my husband. I want to be, um, right majority of the time. So, um, I think this can go into your relationships as friends, husbands, your career, wherever you are. Um, just be mindful to be humble of others. And then, one little thing that the book talks about that I put a little star beside because I like the point says that wise people see how far they still have to go. So you're never going to get to a point where you're done growing or you're super wise that you can't grow anymore. You're going to always have somewhere to grow and things that you can work on. So also, you know, you don't have to be super hard on yourself. You know, if you struggle one day, you know that, okay, yeah, today I failed, but thank God for his grace because tomorrow I can do better because I don't just have to start back at zero. You know, that's what his forgiveness is for. That's what the Holy Spirit's helping me daily with my sanctification. And then in Titus 3, verses 1 and 2, it says, Remind them to be subject to rulers and authorities, to obey, to be ready for every good work, to speak evil of no one, to be peaceable, gentle, showing all humility to all men. <clears throat> and that can be hard, especially in the culture that we live in, because yes, there are things that we don't agree with that other people do, 
And yes, there are things that we do that probably other people don't agree with, but it is mine. We do need to be mindful to be peaceful um, and have humility. You know, God doesn't always call us to be the people who are constantly um, starting conflict over everything. You know, there's one thing, it's one thing to stand up for the truth and the word of God and, you know, defend his word, but we also shouldn't be so tied up with all these things because right now, like I've mentioned in the culture we're living in, even just not even the culture, just like the news and everything that's happening as of this week, it would be super easy to, um, I mean, all we have to do y'all be for real, get on Facebook. You're going to find something that you don't like or agree with. You could get on there and just tell them exactly how you feel. You know, it's super easy to <clears throat> do the opposite of being humble this week or in today's society. And then it tells us 10 ways of how we can be humble to other people. Number one, humility has a high view of God and a low view of itself. Number two, humility is obedient. This means a student obeys her teacher, a daughter obeys her parents, a wife obeys her husband, a worker obeys her boss, a church member obeys the elders, a citizen obeys the speed limit and pays her taxes. Number three, the humble are eager for good works. And if you think about this, most good works benefit others. I am to be eager to help others because I'm already eager to help myself. Number four, humility has a wise and tender-hearted tongue so it doesn't badmouth others. Number five, humility is not argumentative for the sake of argu arguing. And I guess that's kind of the point I was getting to earlier. Um, it is eager to get along with others. Number six, humility is gentle and courageous. She is compassionate and kindly. Number seven, humility listens and is teachable. That's something that can be hard to do. Um, to be teachable because sometimes, especially at 30, right, y'all? since we're all in the 30 club, it can be hard to be teachable because, I mean, you know, we're 30, we're grown. We're halfway I'm there. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Um, Bye. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, and two, it can be hard just to be teachable because, I mean, I'm the same age as y'all. So that could be a challenge for y'all or me, you know, um, I know I always like have an example or something. Um, so sometimes like if there's something in the word that I don't understand, I kind of want to argue <laughs> with my husband, not really argue, but just be, you know, I want him to see my side and like, well, I've always heard and I've had to learn to not look at what I've always been taught or been <clears throat> thought my whole life but to really look at the word of God, but not only from my husband's perspective, like read it for myself and then, you know, come to the truth. Um, so that is one way that, um, I have found personally, you know, to base everything off the word of God rather than my own feelings. Um, but 
being teachable, not thinking that everything I know is the right way or that's it. Um, and I mean, that goes, you know, not with, your, not with just your theology. It can go with being a mother. It can go with your being in the career that you're in, just any situation, just be teachable. Just understand that, you know, sometimes people may have a better option um, or an idea. Number eight, humility seeks forgiveness for sin and puts things right with others. Number nine, humility gives ways to others, serving others first, giving others the best seat in the biggest piece of pie. The biggest piece of pie. <laughs> Um, sometimes that's not easy to do. Um, number 10, finally, humility is to be exhibited towards others, not just to those in authority over us. And then that leads us into the <clears throat> section that God hates pride. And the opposite of humility is pride. And we kind of talked about pride in the beginning and how pride was pretty much the, um, see exactly what it said. Pride was the challenge of being humble. And this is most easily identified as feeling overly pleased with ourselves. Pride is a blinding and hardening sin. The more we indulge in it, the worse it gets. And I shared something on Facebook. Maybe I can pull it up. Um, I shared something on Facebook about it because today's society. Let me find it. Okay. The do what makes you happy culture is so toxic for Christians. We are not called to do what makes us happy. We're called to do what glorifies God. Christianity isn't always sunshine and happiness. It's hard work and dedication to him, not us. And do what glorifies God. And then <clears throat> that talks about, you know, how God hates pride. And then in Proverbs 6, verses 16 through 17, the beginning of 17, these six things the Lord hates. Yes, seven, of, seven are an abomination to him, a proud look. And then in Proverbs 16, 18, and 19, pride goes before destruction and a haughty spirit before a fall. Better to be of a humble spirit with a low with the lowly than to divide the spool with the proud and then in psalms 101 verse 5 whoever secretly slanders his neighbor him i will destroy the one who has a haughty look and a proud heart him i will not endure and then proverbs 28 verse 25 says he who is a proud who is of a proud heart stirs up strife, but he who trusts in the Lord will be pro will be prospered. God hates pride, and the pride is not something that we should strive to have. Obviously, um, we should strive to be humble in every situation. And then it goes to the how do we know if we are proud? And then it talks about. <clears throat> The first way, the proud slander others, passing on lots. The second way, the proud look down on others, considering themselves to be better. Number three, 
The proud love to stir up trouble, causing quarrels. Number four, the proud react to pride in others. What does she think? Who does she think she is? <laughs> number five, the proud spirit does not receive correction, so they're not teachable. And number six, a proud spirit does not take trouble for others. Finally, the humble love to hear God's praises. In Psalms 34 verses 1 and 2, I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall continually be in my mouth. My soul shall make its boast in the Lord. The humble shall hear of it and be glad. And the humble love to hear God's praises. You know, we should be <clears throat> striving to glorify God in all that we do instead of being prideful or not being humble in situations. And then that leads us to our questions. So that's it for the teaching. I'm going to go ahead and stop. Thanks for listening. I hope you enjoy our study. Join us again.